Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Destiny, and welcome to the Unlocked and Unbound podcast. I started this podcast to really push us past our limitations in life. Your mind unlocked is so powerful and freedom is right there. So let's do the work, change how we think, change how we live, and just continue to get better and better every single day. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Unlocked and Unbound podcast. I know I've been going for a couple of weeks, uh, just taking time to get new content ideas and start more work. And we're going to jump into season two of the Unlocked and Unbound podcast. And today's episode is going to be called, How Are You So Free with a Head Full of Locks? Part one, Relationship Locks. And for this series, I'm going to be adding in guests in my first guest and maybe my only guest if he joins me again. If he don't cut up too bad on here today, I'll, I'll let him come back. Um, but it is going to be my husband, uh, Damon. My my love um, is joining me today. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Happy to be on your show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when I hit him with some of these questions, how happy he is. Um, but we came up with this thought. I was actually listening uh, to a song. It's called King Jesus by KB. And it's like a, a rap song. And he said this punchline, which that, that was so dope. And he was like, how are you so free with a head full of locks? And immediately our minds started to think like, yeah, we're so locked into so many different thoughts that we're actually held captive and we're really not free. Um, so, and then also um, in relationships, like especially in ours, I'm the boss um, and I run things and I, I, don't I know. run. Listen, it's not good to tell stories. <laughs> It's not good to lie like that. Don't, don't do that to your listeners. Just just let them know that you have a good husband and I take care of you and we'll go from there. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm joking around. We, we're going to have a little fun today and um, just try to give you some knowledge uh, just to help you. And our goal always is to unlock and unbound your mindset. So forgive me if I laugh a little bit. My husband is, is a little silly. Um, but... The first thing we're going to talk about is with relationship locks. And it's the thought process that why are we locked when it comes to relationships and kind of what hinders us? Um, so, Damon, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that so far? Um, it's a lot of things that lock us into relationships, whether it's what you see on TV, whether it's what you see on social media or just what is passed down to you. You know, this is what your relationship should be. This is the kind of wife you should be, the kind of husband you should be. So um, we have to do what works for us, though, not what works for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So the first topic we're going to talk about is really the part of, like, being in a relationship and being in a relationship when you're not healed. So, like, seeking a relationship without seeking healing first I was listening uh, to Steven Speaks and he said something that kind of just sparked my mind. And he said, if I was healed, would I have chosen you? Right? So like, if you're healed and you're choosing relationships from a healed space, you're probably making better decisions on who that partner is going to be. But I think we find in relationships that we're all still broken and we're not taking the time to go to therapy, do the work from past like trauma, whether it be relationships or family issues. We just find ourselves like seeking someone else to fill this void without truly healing. 
And I think that kind of creates a relationship lock because I'm trying to love you and I'm not loving myself. I'm trying to fix the problems we have in our relationship, but I haven't fixed myself. And it causes this imbalance that we constantly struggle with. Mm -hmm. So how do we, you know, get to a place where we actually heal and then choose love? Uh, I'll say to start off with, to answer that question, how do we get to a place to where we heal and then choose love? First, you have to recognize that you're broken. You have to recognize your trauma. You have to recognize past relationship failures and then heal from that and not take it into the new relationship. It's uh, like that saying, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so if you go into a relationship with your past six experiences not healed from them, your trauma and your insecurity from those relationships will now be put on that man or woman uh, in that relationship and it will cause even more problems. And then your insecurities will maybe end up breaking them and their insecurities will end up breaking you because there wasn't a healing process involved. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm hit you with something because I think, I think women notice more so when they're not healed more than men do. What's your what's your thought on that? Will a man actually say, you know, I was I was hurt in this relationship. She broke my heart, you know, and I need to actually heal before I jump into another one. So um, I give a little pushback on that. Just in today's society, in relationships, we have a bad perception of it. And it's take me as I am, whether it's male or female, uh, take me as I am, flaws and all. And it's like, well, your flaws are killing me. And so mm. we don't recognize our flaws as men or women. And we just say, here, take me. And so with that being said, it's not until you wake up and realize that you've caused damage to someone that, oh, when I do that or when I act like this, it uh, hurts somebody. So would you say like for men, you realize that you may be dealing with uh, being unhealed or being broken when you see how you hurt someone else or or is it another way that you notice like, hey, I actually need to heal from this past relationship? I mean, it's like most things is when it's pointed out to you, you know, you don't know something is wrong until it's shown to you. Mm. And so you can say like, hey, I'm fine. I'm healed. I'm good. And then when you come to me and say, hey, Damon, when you talk like this or hey, Damon, when you act like this, that hurts my feelings. And the entire time I've been acting like that because that was a protection mechanism that mm. I've had up and I didn't really know that it was actually something that was breaking you down. Yeah, I like that point that someone sometimes shows you and it, it does take a space of like love, caring and communication to be able to say, hey, what you're doing is hurting me. And that takes time to even be able to have that language because I really think that if two broken people are in a relationship how do they learn to communicate in that way? Like we, we, we've experienced that with ourselves and our marriage, but it took like us learning how to actually have that conversation. Me actually learning how to listen to, you know, how you felt because I, I, I'm not a lot. I was like, mm, I don't care about how he feels at all. Like I was focused on me and I was focused on my needs and my wants, but I was broken, you know, and it wasn't until I started to heal that I started to realize that I was hurting you. So I, I get that. I agree with that point that you said there. Um, but I wonder, like, what are your thoughts on people that are, like, in relationships? Maybe they're not married yet, and maybe they're just dating, but they're both broken and, like, not healing. What's going to happen in that? 
Um, what's gonna happen? Throw a glass bottle up in the air, <laughs> and it's gonna go to a thousand pieces and be shattered. No, but on, but on, but on. Uh, to answer your question honestly, um, you have to start asking the questions up front. Hey, what was your past relationship like? It was hell. Hey, were you still living in that hell? Because I don't want it. I don't want it. Take that somewhere else. And you have to ask him, hey. Man, how did you treat your last woman? You know, how did she treat you? How did that make you feel when she did X, Y, Z? Are you still holding on to that? It seemed like when you described how she treated you, you had a little animosity in your voice. Like, let's pump our brakes and, uh, you know, address some issues so we can have the best version of ourselves. Are you talking about me? (laughs) Like, I feel like you're talking about me. Nah, if I was talking (laughs) about you, uh, I would just go ahead and say, hey, babe, um, when you did X, Y, Z, it made me mad. Yeah escape out of that quickly nice move no escape <laughs> or i would just commit you to the psych work oh my god yo i gotta tell you i'm gonna pause like and tell you this joke he told me the other day and he was like you know uh women in their menstrual cycles they, they get a little angry sometimes like it's a little a little imbalance right just a little and uh my husband was like i'm gonna make a, a new company and it's gonna be uh you know for women on their periods it's gonna be called the period psych ward. I said, what? The period psych ward? He's like, it's going to be a place you can drop your wife off for as long as her cycle is. <laughs> It'll have all the snacks and all the food she needs, but she needs to be alone. I'm like, really? But anyways. <laughs> Y'all feel my pain. <laughs> but no, uh, going back to like uh, relationship locks and in the sense of thinking about like healing, mm-hmm. right? So I was talking about Sam in a relationship with someone, and we've been in a relationship for a while. And we are not healed. The damage that could happen in that space is crazy, right? So how do you step back and actually heal if you want to be with that person or step back and free yourself so that you can heal before the next? Uh, Michael Jackson made a song, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Yeah. You have to start with yourself and... Be honest with yourself. Get gut level honest. That's what I like to call it. Gut level honest. Meaning all the ugliness that's out there that you know that you hold in that you ain't told your mama, that you ain't told your sister, that I ain't told my father or my brother. You got to look in that mirror. And and you got to be honest and heal from there. Otherwise, it's going to be a repeated cycle. Yeah. And I think sometimes, especially if you're not in a space where you've already committed to marriage, take the time to heal yourself before you try to love someone else, right? And then make sure the person that you are getting into a relationship with has also gone through a healing process, man, woman, whatever it is, everyone has to heal and has to be willing to heal in order to be better because we've all faced some type of trauma, whether it be relationship trauma, uh, growing up trauma, we've all faced it, but we're going on like we're okay and we're not. And then when you try to love someone from this empty space, it's kind of like you're uh, giving them a glass that's broken and saying, hey, here, drink from this cup. And all they're going to do is get cut because you haven't taken the time to glue those pieces back together for you. And I'm going to put a disclaimer out here while we're talking about this, and then I'm going to give you feedback or uh, answer the question that was presented. But um, we're not marriage experts. We're not relationship experts. We're just giving you our... Um, life experience through being in a re- being married for 10 years and being together for 12 years and just being around couples that's been married for 40 years, 50 years, and 60 years yeah. and uh, seeing how they move. So that's where this uh, conversation is actually coming from. But you hit on something when you said whether it was uh, from childhood. A lot of people don't think that they have um, 
trauma, relationship trauma, which you may not, but your childhood trauma can break your relationship if you haven't dealt with it. So if you haven't saw the proper uh, way to treat a woman, how to talk to a woman, how to open a door for a woman, how to um, cater to your woman, you haven't seen that, you can easily uh, break her because she won't feel pursued. Or the same way with the man, if you've never seen a woman talk to a man um, respectfully or talk to a man like she loves him, then when you start communicating with your man, you can break him. So that was something that you hit on when you said uh, childhood. So it doesn't have to be necessarily um, in a relationship with with another person, but it can be just from childhood and what you experience. Yeah, that that can also, I can, I can agree with that. That can cause like a sense of, I don't know how to love correctly or how to love you. But I think one thing, and like you said, we're not experts, but there are experts that can help you with your trauma and that's therapists, counselors and things like that, that can help you work through those things so you can see your gaps and start to work on them. Because I think the goal in life is to grow. It's never to stay in one place. Um, but the next part of relationship locks we're going to talk about today, and uh, Damon kind of glazed gla- uh, glazed over it earlier, was the idea that there are like relationship goals that are given through like social media, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is, you see these relationships and you say, I want to be just like that. I want our love to be just like theirs. I want to take trips just like them. I want to go on dates every every two days just like them. I want to live just like them. And I think, you know, that that's where we get lost at times because sometimes it's a facade and every picture you see them smiling isn't really representing how they're living. It isn't really representing how they're feeling. And other times it could be, and Damon, you were talking about earlier, um, what did you say earlier about um, just the the act of like the work it took. Mm-hmm. And so uh, talking about the image in which you see, you don't know the work that it took for them to get there. Um, you, you only get to see it through a snapshot, but you don't actually know the work that they put in. And I think one of the things that social media has done is ruined the process of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's ruined the, I want to build with you and I want to get to know you and I want to be locked into you and we build something together to now social media says, you got to have it now when I meet you. You got to have everything right now when I meet you. You got to be that man. You got to be that woman, whatever your pedestal is in your mind. That man has to be that right now. And so you miss the steps of actually getting to build a life with someone because mm-hmm. you wasn't a part of that ground foundation. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. Like, now we're no longer wanting to build. You have to have it. And that's a crazy pressure to put on somebody. Like you have to have it all before we can have anything. It's a crazy pressure to put on people. I think about the the most like common trend I see with women is like, Sierra, what prayer did you pray? And they, they got that on like TikTok where you can see the, or hear the prayer that Sierra gave for Russell Wilson. And I'm like, you don't even know like what they live in their personal life. You don't know the struggles they have. And not even that so much. Where was her heart at when she did that prayer? Like you want that prayer and you want everything that's in that prayer that she prayed. But do you know where her heart was at? Was she totally submitted to God? Was she totally sold out to God? Was she, you know, she could have been in a place of like, Lord, I'm not moving. She may have went on a fast and didn't tell us. She may have, you don't know her actions behind all of that. And so 
we have to be careful of what we ask for and what we want and we don't know the full story behind it. Yeah. And I think when we do look at that through the media lens, social media lens, it gives a facade that life should be a certain way when in all actuality, you should be thinking like, what do I desire? No, life should be grand all the time. <laughs> you should be turned up all the time. Man, you should I be wish. living your best life all the time. No, I wish. But really, uh, the image of relationship that is portrayed today is a microwave version. A microwave version? Yeah. We just want it quick, instant, and everything right there. We don't want the gumbo version where you gotta let it. Where you gotta let the root just stew a little bit. I'm sorry, that's he my countryside. No hey, I decided. I, no I decided and I done ate enough <laughs> of it to know. So <laughs> you gotta let it stew a little bit, and, and it's a process, and you gotta have multiple ingredients go into it. It's more than just social media, and I hate that because a lot of people are missing out on the great experience of building a life together. You like building a life with me. Yeah, about, you know, I see about, yeah. What? <laughs> no, I'm messing around. <laughs> see, <laughs> no. see, this is what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it does take work. And then what you see may be like the height of love. And love is a beautiful thing. And being in a relationship and not locked into being afraid of one can be beautiful. But you have to step back and say, I'm not trying to have a love like yours. I'm trying to create a love like ours, one that you can build with another person and not compare. The comparisons that we start to give ourselves is kind of where we cut ourselves off at the foot. Like, I can't live a life like you because I am not you and I wasn't created to be you. I was created to be me and my spouse or whoever I'm loving was created to be themselves. And we can't try to measure up to someone else and where they're at in life because we don't know what path they took. Like you can see, I, I know some people uh, will look at people and say, oh, well, they bought a house at, at 25. I want to get a house at 25. You don't even know if somebody gave them a gift to buy that house. Mm -hmm. You think they might have saved up for it, but maybe their parents did. And you are pressuring your spouse or the person you're with, like, we got to have this. We got to get this. We got to get this. But you don't even realize that the person you're envying or the person you're comparing yourself to didn't even do the work that you're going to have to do to get that. They didn't have to go through the struggle that you're going to have to go through to get that. So it's best to stop looking out at other people's lives and look into your own and give yourself that space to create and have what you want, what you and your, your significant other want. Yeah, my dad has a saying. He says most people are in first class, but they don't realize because they're still looking back. Mm. And so what that saying is most people are living a life better than others. They just don't realize it because they're too focused on others. Mm. And so you have to look inside your house and look and see what you have and say, oh, I, we are doing something. We are building something. We are going somewhere versus looking out at other people and saying, well, I want what they have. I want what they got. Um, I want their house. I want their car. I want whatever it is that they have. And start looking at yourself and you'll see that you accomplish things and as you're riding on your own train, you'll realize that you're getting closer and closer to your destination than uh, what you think. Y'all hear that nugget dropper? Y'all hear that nugget dropper? He talking about look at what you have and, and, and pre appreciate that. Like you have enough. And it's not the images that you see in someone else's life, but the actual evidence in your own that you're doing fine. Right? And that can be something that unlocks you to relationships and 
And even if you're if you're married or if you're seeking marriage or if you're in a relationship, don't pressure that other person to have something that you see and want. You know, build together. What do you want? What do you dream of? What is it that you guys want to have, you know, as you're going through this world and living together? Like, don't pressure someone to be like someone else. Don't pressure someone to try to fit the mode of someone else. And also... Um, Enjoy the process of relationships. Um, I was talking, I just referenced the train and looking at other things, but sometimes the train has to stop and fill up. Sometimes the train has to stop and uh, fill up on refreshments. It may have to fill up on gas or whatever, but it stays the course. And if you hit a roadblock or you hit a stumbling block, that's just a learning lesson for y'all to grow together. Yeah. You know, and don't be afraid if you do hit a stumbling block to reach out to other people to help you out through that. Yeah. I think, especially with um, our generation, there's this space that that makes us think love has to be one way. But that's the unique unique thing about it is that it's 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 not just one way. Um, I think I think we get lost in trying to make our love be like someone else's, though. Yeah, I do say love is one way to a degree. What? To a degree, right? Because if love is, a, when I say love is a certain way to a degree, love is one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get an understanding of love or relationship, you can say you love one-on-one. I can say I love with 10,000. You can say you love with 1,000. And the love we're talking about is a one-on-one love in a relationship with somebody that you're building with. Yeah. Okay. But, but in that, the way we love each other won't be the same way as our friends' marriage is or the way they love each other. Mm. Um, it will be, so when I say like, it's not always the same, like we have to agree on what are the boundaries of our love? What are the mm. boundaries of our marriage? What are the boundaries that we set for us? And what are we aiming for? You know, what love languages actually speak to us? Cause they not always speak at the same time. I think eventually all five of them run, run through my mind, but I think that some people you got about 10,000 <laughs> love languages. I'll be over here. Like, I hope you know, bruh. I hope you know them. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I take notes in my phone. So like, all right, let me let me add that to the list. But no, I think um, a lot of relationships are locked, or people are locked out of relationships because of the inability to heal, because of the facade that social media gives, because the idea that we're comparing what we think love should be to someone else's life that we're not living that we begin to lock our minds in a way that we're not free. I stumped, I stumped him. No. I stumped him. You didn't stump me. <laughs> you didn't stump me. I just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you have to be at peace with your relationship. And when I say be at peace, that doesn't mean settle. That means you have to be at peace at where you're at and where you're going in your relationship. What do you think about that? I I think 
Yes, at peace. I think I, I, I totally agree with that. I think if you keep talking like this, I'm going to have to exit off of this podcast and, and, and go. But anyways, no. <laughs> but I, I love that thought of like being at peace with the love that you have. Or like I, I think about some people that are single too, though. Like be at peace with who you are and be confident with who you are. And when you're opening yourself to love, make sure that the person you're choosing to love has that same peace or has that same process of being healed so that you can be at peace together. Because I don't think it's just for relationship locks or not just for people who are in relationships, but those who actually want one. Yes. If you actually are wanting a relationship, my question is, what are you doing to get that? Mm. You know, um, a lot of people believe God just going to send me a man. God just going to send gonna me a... going to knock at the door. God just going to send Bomb me a... the window. God just going to send me a woman and everything's going to be all right. But scripture says faith without works is dead. Are you preparing yourself? Or are you just sitting there saying, this is what I want? What do you mean by preparing yourself? Like, give me some examples of what people could do. Not that it's so, not end all be all, but what could you be doing to prepare? So... Most people have an idea of what type of person that they want to date. Mm-hmm. They, they have an idea whether it's height, whether it's weight, whether it's body type, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, skin tone, no matter what it is, they have an idea of who they want to date. My question is the person that you want to date, they have a preference of what they like. What are you doing to get that? And when I say, what are you doing to get that? For one, are you somewhere where you can get that person's attention? And I'm talking about being in a relationship, not a one night stand type deal to where, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I hooked up with him or I hooked up with her and everything's good. But what are you doing to be a keeper? Mm -hmm. And that means, are you working on being your best self, your best version? So when you do meet the person that is right for you, they can see you. And everything feels genuine and pure, not like, oh, he's coming off aggressive or she's coming off aggressive or coming off like a know-it-all. So what are you doing to to present yourself when the, when the relationship is there? Are you your best self? I guess is the question. What work are you putting in to be your best self? And it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, like before you enter a relationship or if you're in a marriage, heal. Mm-hmm. Heal first. Because I think sometimes we want to love people before we're all the way healed and we can't give them our full selves. And then also it's this piece of like, you know, you always hear like to get over one person, get under another. And that's not true because you're not ready. And I think when you say like, are you ready? Are you getting yourself prepared? Are you healing? Are you getting your finances together? Are you taking care of your mental health? What's your credit score? That's <laughs> the number that one question. question. <laughs> so Ask been... that question. <laughs> and it's okay if it's low, we can work with you. But baby, are you doing the work to get it up? I mean, you don't have a bunch of credit card debt. I'm just I'm just playing. That's my preference. Everybody might not be stressed out about that. But you do have to ask those questions. You know, you and 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 yourself, you have to be ready to share that. You have to be ready to share your credit score. You have to be ready to share the pieces of you because sometimes we can get in love so quickly or fall in love so quickly that we haven't even given that person time to truly be themselves. There's this facade 
that, that goes up first. Like, here's my representative that I'm showing you. And are you taking time to know me and love me long enough for me to really be me? Have you seen me angry? Mm. Have you seen me frustrated? Have you seen me interact with children? Have you seen how I budget my money? Have you seen how I deal with stress? Have you seen me maybe punch a wall if I'm angry and that may scare you? Have you seen That's me walk me. out? I didn't say that was you. <laughs> no, no. I did not say that was you. But truly, like, have you seen all sides of this person? Have they seen all sides of you? And if you know you have those pieces of you that in past relationships wasn't healthy, you need to be working on that. You can change. You can grow. You can be better. But it's going to take work to help yourself be free and be able to be unlocked in a way that you're constantly growing and getting better and not staying stagnant and saying the dating world is horrible because everybody's crap. Yeah, because nobody's healing. Nobody's taking time to take care of themselves first. And that has to be the key to like unlocking yourself in this way. Take care of you first. I agree with that. When you get so smart. <laughs> I don't no, know. No. Maybe it was like the past 35 years of my life. In the life I've lived. I don't know. No, but I I like to ask a question before we uh, close out. And the question is. He's a preacher talking about before we close out. Lord. <laughs> before we close out. Uh, the question is, though. In the relationship, your expectations. Do you meet your expectations? We're talking about an image of life. We talk about the image that social media gives us for relationships. If that's what you want, and that's your expectation for a person, can you provide that for yourself? Mm. If not, go back to the foundation, and it's okay to build. Mm. That's a that's a good ending right there. Like as you're unlocking yourselves in this relationship lock. How are you so free with a handful of locks? And one of the locks you have is being locked in relationships, whether that be the fact that you haven't chosen to heal, whether that be the fact that you are looking at images on social media and deciding that's your relationship goals, whether that you're having expectations that you yourself don't meet. You know, those are all things that can lock you, but there are easy ways now, I say easy loosely, but there are ways that you can unlock yourself. Take the time to heal. Take the time to see people in relationships. If you're close to them, ask them the work it took to get there. Don't just look at the pretty pictures and say they're perfect. Ask the work. What did, the, what did it take you to get to that moment? And then work on yourself. Work on yourself so that when you get to that next relationship that you really want to be your last you meet all the expectations or, or a good amount of the expectations that you want in a partner because these relationships are partnerships and there's nothing easy in them. There'll be times that are difficult. Give yourself enough time to love someone and learn who they are um, in that process. See them at their worst, see them at their best, then make a decision if this is something that you're willing to put in work for a lifetime. Love can be such a beautiful thing if you unlock your minds, if you heal yourself, and if you allow yourself to be free in this way. I just want to thank my, my boo for coming on here today and just helping me with this episode. Just hearing your voice was refreshing. 
Um, you said that like I'm going all the time. So he's hearing your voice like <laughs> he does not let me just stay in professional mode. Look at him always being silly. But no, it was like I love you sharing your knowledge because it gives me an insight, especially from a male's perspective. Um, because I could, I can be stuck in a way where I think like women are superior. <laughs> but I, I thank you for just joining me today. I really do, babe. Like for real. And just tune in as we continue to go through this process of how are you so free with a handful of locks. We have a few more locks that we have um, kind of pinpointed as something that we struggle with that can help us to be even more free uh, in the way in which we live. So tune in and continue to tune in uh, to the Unlocked and Unbound podcast. Thank you for listening.